the, what the f keep going? I am acting here, and this dickhead wanders onto my set. I can't even get a line out until sci-fi melody starts whispering in your ear, and you're not even watching anymore. Dennis. Breaking weather news. A piece of the polar ice cap has broken off, causing a massive weather disturbances around the world. These unbelievable storms will create tornadoes, hurricanes above landlocked regions, flooding of biblical proportions, and blizzards cold enough to freeze a T-1000. Some scientists are calling these far-fetched, but we here at Max News are calling it Hurricane Dennis Quaid and Roland Emmerich. Get to safety, shelter in place, flee for your lives, or contact Jake Gyllenhaal. Details at 11. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 271, The Day After Tomorrow. This movie blows. That's not a joke, sickies. This movie blows. That isn't a clever play on words. That movie, this movie just, it's awful. It's awful, it's awful, it's awful. And if you don't believe me, it's made by Roland frickin' Emmerich, the guy that made The Patriot, one of the most awful historical pieces of garbage ever. This movie sucks. There's nothing redeeming about it. It's... No, you've already heard my take on it. It's a zero. It's right up there with 2020, uh, 2012 and Geostorm. It sucks. We're going to go into the details, but... Ah! Oh, boy. I, we are I mean, not I, on the same I literally... Page. Okay, you... Way to give away your... Through this movie. You gave away your rating pretty quick. See, I... I didn't the title get to says it all. I didn't get to finish. It was sci-fi melody symptom 271 the day after tomorrow. This movie blows boredom away. <laughs> no. It, it, yeah. No, there is nothing This movie I was watching by clipping through it pressing 10 seconds further, 10 seconds further. Do you know why? Because there's nothing worth listening to. There's nothing worth watching. It's just boring teenagers stuck in a library. It's boring Dennis Quaid tromping through snow. It's just awful. Uh, is you want to know the plot? Is this your recap? Here's the plot. <laughs> Here's the plot, sickies. Dennis Quaid notices that the ice shelves are breaking off. I guess something like that did happen. But then after that, there's snow in uh, Bombay. Not Bombay. Um, oh, India. Shoot, Mumbai. And then it just, he warns everyone about the storm of a century. And then we get garbage. And then New York freezes over. Everything goes to garbage. Tornadoes in Hollywood. More weather related garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Dick Cheney doesn't believe anything that's happening despite it's happening. The president dies. Dick Cheney takes over. Everybody goes to Mexico. And then a long schlog as we go through to see. Dennis Quaid rescue his son Jake Gyllenhaal in New York. The end. That vice president, I know that's supposed to be Dick Cheney. It can't be. It is be, Dick Cheney. It can't be. You know why? No human being was accidentally shot while hunting, <laughs> being mistaken as a six foot pheasant. <laughs> and got apologized to for being in the way of the bullet. <laughs> I'm sorry for the vice president and his family that I uh, got shot. So, are you saying that this movie is 
maybe a good idea somewhere at a kernel of it about raising awareness about the potential devastation that could happen from climate change if we don't do no. something today, but it has no substance to it after that kernel no, of an idea? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that. And here's why. Because this is introducing fun facts. Oh, well, because if you had said that, I would say it sounds a lot about the way I felt about the Green New Deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, the, here's the fun facts. The first two fun facts. This is why I'm not saying it's a good film for that, even if that was his intent. 20th Century Fox invited a group of scientists to preview this movie to test the reactions to the oh, quote-unquote science. I know about this, yes. None of them were impressed when they saw it. In fact, no, 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 I think uh, they were impressed on how bad it was. Exactly, yeah. They conceded it was non enjoyable nonsense. Uh, NASA's recount, uh basically just commented that they don't want to comment on a movie that was too ridiculous to actually occur. I believe they made sure so, no, made things where no one could comment on this movie. Yeah, the scientists basically looked at it and said, "This is garbage." No, in fact, here's another thing that doesn't make any sense. I guess this is a rip. So to get into Mexico, uh, U.S. just canceled all its debts to Mexico. Uh huh. Um, no, no, that, no, no, no. You expected no. some actual political science that made sense out no. of this movie? Wait, no. wait, wait. You're, no. you're telling me that that's your problem with it? Not the entire, I don't know, flash freezing and the entire. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not and, there yet. I'm just kind of jumping yeah, into let's what. Let's save that you know. because, uh, oh, man, I will yeah. unload oh, on that. Let's go to the fun it. facts. Let's, let's keep I, going I'm with the fun facts. Good, because let's I'm keep... getting ready to rip this thing. I can't wait. Let's keep going with the fun facts. I'm okay. Ready to tell you why I thought it was a good film. <laughs> Liar. So I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, Scott loves it because it's stupid. That's why. It's Armageddon. He loves Armageddon. He, <laughs> he loves he the space rocks. In his, he <laughs> likes shoving crayons in his brain. Anyway. I might be going in a similar direction with this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I don't think he's a Marine, so I don't get the crayon reference. Okay. Homer Simpson. Fun facts. Thank you. I forgot the episode. So, the Shadow Library doesn't have, in New York, doesn't have the iconic statues of the lions because the studio didn't want to pay for it, so they just put in lamps. Unfortunately, South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone managed to get their hands on a copy of this and wanted to make a puppet version, word for word. It didn't happen, unfortunately. It might have been better. Uh, Roland Emmerich stopped making this. He came up with his idea while filming The Patriot. Yeah, that's that garbage. And then he stopped. I it was after a completely realistic representation of the uh, Revolutionary War. Oh yeah, completely realistic. <laughs> anyway, uh, stop commenting because uh, we got to rip into this. <laughs> and uh, so after he, the reason he stopped filming it because then nine eleven happened and they thought a disaster film in New York would have been a little bit too soon. Okay, great. Um. Let's see. Roland Emmerich sucks. He all, he had thousand digital artists working on this movie, and they came up with this. Good job, guys. Uh, the only good thing that could have come out of this movie is the fact that Red Cross put up several stands at theaters in the U.S. featuring pamphlets about how to handle what, how to respond to, and be prepared for natural disasters. Well, I mean, I guess that's something good. Wait, wait. Uh, originally, you're not already prepared for natural disasters. Well, you know, they, they, they got to they that's their job to make sure people know. Um, the movie was, uh, the kids were originally supposed to be elementary school kids. And then Emmerich who sucks decided that 
Uh, no, I made them teenagers because I want Jake Gyllenhaal, who added nothing to this film. And isn't a teenager? <laughs> well, that's Even the Even at the thing. time he, it was filmed? Yeah. I, I, oh, uh, Roland Emmerich admitted that the Statue of Liberty would have turned over by the force of the amount of water flowing around it, but he said he wanted to create a symbol of American values that stood up for the forces of blah, 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 the Patriots sucked, and so does he. Wait, um, you mean the, the values of not invading Mexico? Oh, I'm sorry, it, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. Are you saying, uh, sure see. Roland Emmerich sucks? I mean, he also did great things like Godzilla, <laughs> uh, Independence Day, Independence yep, Day Resurgence, and Stargate. Yep. yep. That, Stargate was about the only thing he did that was worth it. After that, he fell off the wagon. Uh, his casting of Kenneth Welsh as the vice president was controversial due to the resemblance of Vice President Dick Cheney. No kidding. Uh, but that was deliberate because of Cheney and Bush's react uh, opposition to the Kyoto Protocol. Okay, so you made a really clumsy like um, political commentary that yeah, very cl- very clumsy, very clumsy. Oh, and if you wondered, the president looks somewhat. Kind of like Bush, but more like Al Gore. That was deliberate, too. I'm sure they thought they were clever. Um, and that can't be Al Gore. He didn't claim to invent the internet, and it can't be Bush because he wasn't reading to a, a elementary school class at the time the disaster happened and stood there with his mouth open for eight minutes. Well, like I said, it wasn't clever. <laughs> um, well, what's your drinking game for today? When is Scott being serious, and when is he being sarcastic? Um, <laughs> Sickies, as always, legal department recommends that you do not follow Scott's drinking no. games. Your, Please your alcohol poisoning is a serious consequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, also Roland Emmerich made 2012, so he sucks. Um, let's see. I see that he has a message he's trying to push. No, he just wants to make a bunch of disaster films because he sucks. Have I mentioned that before? Yes, um, you have. I'm starting to wonder, has he overtaken J.J. Abrams on the sci-fi melody douche writer-director <laughs> index? Uh, uh, in one person's opinion, maybe. Question. I mean, good think about question. Armageddon. Armageddon was written by him and directed by Michael Bay. That has to be the most hated movie in Ragemaster's history. Um, <laughs> you know... It might be hated because be. you like it, but... It might be. But when the you know? remake comes in and J.J. Abrams is the director of photography. <laughs> you know what? That would be the worst movie ever. So since Scott just can't stay on topic as usual, let's just get out of fun facts and get into rips here because you know what? That's all I want to do is rip this thing apart. Yeah. The super blizzard that could freeze a T-1000. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, yes. Can I? I wanted to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. You, they open the door and they freeze instantly. I believe it. Well, not just that, but um, we're talking about storms that have come out of literally nowhere, suddenly forming that now pull down air from space. Okay, it's kind of hard to do that, but okay, we'll go with that. But oh, yes, it's cold enough to freeze a helicopter fuel lines in an instant. Not just that, but here's the problem with that. The fuel lines might freeze at that temperature. Hear me out. If not in operation. As soon as you begin operating it, it has to get even colder. 
So you're crashing helicopters because they get so cold that it freezes not just the fuel lines, but people instantly. That, I'm sorry, but guess what? If it's cold enough to freeze a helicopter in full motion, I'm sorry, that wooden door in the library is not going to do anything. Oh, I'm glad oh, no, you brought that- up the wooden door in that little fireplace. Yes, exactly. The fact that, wow, the weather works when it needs to and doesn't work when it doesn't need to. Shut the door. (laughs) It's literally it's chasing them as if the cold is literally moving only at the cold cold. temperature. And then like, don't let the fire go out. Throw every book. Come on, man. That thing shattered that door. The ice is creeping. It's it's shattering glass. Yes. You could be standing in the fire and you're still dead. Yes, that if the cold again, if the cold is literally cold enough to freeze functioning fuel lines in a helicopter, because these helicopters are designed to function in cold weather. If it's cold enough to freeze that and freeze someone instantly as soon as they open the door. I'm sorry, I don't care how thick that wooden door is, it's not going to work. A, all that moisture that would be in the wood, because wood has moisture in it, is going to freeze, that door is going to shatter, and I don't care how close you are and how much books you throw in there, you're not going to make it. Yeah, um, also, just here's another fact since we're talking about the library right now, I'm sorry, Those roads are not big enough for a ship to go through. It's not. Yes, yes, For God's sakes, yes, please, and thank you. What were they thinking? It would be stuck scraping on something. I don't know. It would literally be taking buildings out. And also, it wouldn't have been going by then because it would have gone through already with the wave, which, again, I love how that wave is tall enough to hit the tops and almost submerge Liberty Statue, the Statue of Liberty. But then, once it hits the city, wow, it doesn't take out any buildings. No. No windows. No windows. Doesn't take out the windows. Nope, nope. And also, it doesn't completely flood the library no it just gets the basement <laughs> it's you see what it is it's it's the power uh, of uh jake gyllenhaal's char- charisma ah it keeps it in yeah. there. or it's transparent aluminum also how about another f- <laughs> here's a great fact too if there's a wave that is so tall that it hit the top of statue of liberty and went inland I guarantee you 100% that there is not a functioning phone line still in existence. He is not calling out to his dad. No. Also, fun fact, if there was a functioning phone line, it's now been confiscated by the government because they're now using it. They need it. Because everyone is going to be trying to use it, and they're going to block everyone so they can use it. Wow! Also, I'm sorry, I don't care who the president is. The president is getting moved by order out of the weather. Mr. President, you're the last one here. No, No, he's not. He's the first one gone. He is already in the aircraft circling somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean because it's warmer down there and they're moving him. Oh, let's be honest. From 2016 to 2020 and soon again in 2025, the president would have been in Mar-a-Lago, Florida already. (laughs) 
Well, again, uh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> but how about this one too? Because I'm, I got a whole bunch of rippage. But we're going, we're going to just kill off the president, the royal family, who knows, however many others, and we will peacefully. The entire world will now peacefully transfer into Africa and Mexico, and well, oh, yeah. I, I guess That's China's, they have the, China's they have okay. The infrastructure to hold it. No, no. So, now that all their debts have been canceled. Well, not just that, but I'm sorry. The U.S. military, who, let's be honest, has a plan for everything and has a plan to invade Canada, Mexico, and every planet, country and probably planet already has a plan for this. We'll have dusted off plan. I don't even remember what the plan was. Annihilate. Plan Mexico. Well, actually, who knows? They might have decided, hey, it's getting cold. Let's drop a few nukes and we'll warm up the planet. But would have not just gone cancel debt. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> there would have been A-10s flying along just taking out every cartel that they saw because they're now moving every Me- American citizen into Mexico and it's becoming... 51st state yeah so this is a liberal uh wet dream of a film and i'm so glad you brought this up because here's the thing climate change my voice just cracked like i'm in puberty (laughs) i'm glad you noticed that (laughs) climate change is caused by overpopulation and an inability to to provide the energy you need for that so our our fossil fuel dependent, carbon dependent, methane dependent um, economy is causing this. And it's really caused because there's 7 billion of us. When you take, you're not going to solve climate change by taking the, the 7 billion of us and putting them down in the global south. Congratulations. 80% of the world is going to be dead in a year. If not from war and violence, from the complete shortage of food that's coming, from the complete shortage of resources that's yes, coming. Yes, because here's but, a fun fact. You're not wrong, because guess where most of our food comes from? A lot of the food comes from everything that just got frozen solid. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, they're gone. Ukraine. Wow, the green basket of the entire Europe is now frozen. The green basket of America is frozen. Yep. Where are and you getting frozen. food from? Uh, you're not. Well, also, every... Unless someone's uh, making toilet green. Well, also, because everything that is there is now spoiled, because I'm sorry, if it freezes that much, it's destroying it. There's no happy ending to this film. Elon Musk no. hasn't got us to Mars yet. Okay? World, a lot of us are dying. It's going to be a population collapse that makes the Black Death look like a minor bump in the road. Um, and, and, and Thomas is right. No one is peacefully... Resolving this. Mexico and the Global South are defending their borders as quickly as they can. If they're not fighting each other first to hopefully topple it, to have more resources in their backyard, defend off what's coming from the global superpowers in the North. Because China isn't just standing. Russia isn't just standing by. All of Europe, the United States, I'll guarantee you something. For all of our peaceful, liberal, freedom-loving ideals, I guarantee you we're not coming hand in hat. Hat no. in hand to ask that we can um oh no granted the, the, the ability to live in Mexico that border peacefully solving that it's gonna be war I, like it was back when the Romans were trying to get the resources over the next hill well not just that but I love that whole border thing where again 
Really subtle at pressing your message here, by the way. Really subtle. Oh, they're illegally crossing the other way. Oh, that is so subtle, guys. I'm not being beat in the head with that stick at all. But I love that because I'm like, no. You know what would have happened? Not just Billy Bob and, you know, some other hillbillies would have taken that checkpoint and just opened it. But the U.S. military would have just gone in and gone, eh, no, it's open now. Eventually. Uh, no. I, again, if you're telling me that half the country is now under blizzard and f- literally flash freezing, because again, apparently it's cold enough to flash freeze everything, there is a good chunk of the U.S. military now that their command structure is gone. I'm sorry, Cheyenne Mountain is now frozen solid. Your command structure is iffy. Uh, there's going to be captains, there's going to be colonels, there's going to be majors just telling soldiers, take that southern border. If it was President Dick Cheney, yes, the invasion was going on before we had to evacuate the North. If it's President Barack Obama, not so much. If it's President well, Donald Trump, we just nuked the superstorm to try to get to try to slow it down. Well, again, this is again the problem. You're talking about Mark wants in badly. Go, 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 go. Go, go. go. I'm no big fan necessarily of Dick Cheney, but um, I also just hate the superstorms coming. You can see it on there, and here's Dick Cheney. I don't see that. Okay. Um, I, I know he was a devious guy, but he wasn't stupid. Okay. If a stupid blizzard hurricane was coming down from the north, he wouldn't just sit here and go, it's not happening. Brr. No, it no, 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 no. I, I, I get you want to vilify the guy, but it uh, no, 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 no. Who no, are no. you? I and mean, where is Rage Master? You're defending <laughs> Dick Cheney. Well, here. he is. He is in <laughs> Mumbai, where it is snowing, and telling a scientist. You're wrong about global climate change. Well, and, technically, no, know, no, 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 technically what he was arguing about, and hear me out before we get into the hear out, from my understanding, again, I'm trying to remember this film because I, I want to forget it again, that he was arguing about what could be done about it, which, yes, it's going to cost trillions who's spending, paying for it, okay, and then also that your climate model might be wrong. Which, which, let's be honest, the climate model that this guy was suggesting is a little bit iffy, to say the least, where you're literally telling me that there's going to be storms that literally in days are going to cover the entire Earth in snow? That that part's unbelievable, but the point is, he disregards everything the guy's saying, and it's like, okay, I could see him saying... Well, no, he didn't say days. He said hundreds of years, but uh, Dennis Quaid did. Oh, yeah, this movie has Dennis Quaid in it, by the way. Um, it's, I thought so, he was saying years. Or it was something no, like months. like 100 years or 200 yeah. years. Yeah, originally but it was starting with is, a long-range model. Which, again, if it's is, a long-range model, then yes, I totally go with him because it's like... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There is snow in Mumbai. Never happened. Okay, as long as humans can remember. And Dick is sitting there going, your model once was wrong, therefore all your models are wrong. Um, 
I, I just want to point out that there's snow outside in an area in the even, wrong climate. Even Donald Trump isn't taking a Sharpie and drawing his own path for the superstorm going safely back to the North Pole. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, we didn't have the, we didn't have the superstorm yet. We didn't Dick have Cheney's it. He's not an idiot. Okay. It was snowing in Mumbai. You know what? I'm going to let Rage Master have this. Why are we arguing with him? He's defending Dick Cheney, and I've got to agree that <laughs> Dick Cheney wouldn't have been this stupid. I'm going to agree with he's not that stupid, but I'm also going to say that you, you can't go, well, he can see. Well, yeah, because it's snowing. Mark, Big deal. Mark, you really can't win. Also, you defended the Republican and you can't win. No, what I'm saying I, is he's I'm right. I'm saying it's he's, unfeasible. He's it's right, unfeasible. but the or- an orange guy going, we got some word that it's going to be a very big storm, possibly over here, but I don't know. Where are we going to? Where are we going to? Uh, over in the airports, in the ramparts in Philadelphia. Very big snow. Not down in Mar-a-Lago. We never had that. If it was a guy doing that and he was orange, I would have thought, well, Roland, you got one thing right. But no, Dick Cheney would have looked out the window and said, (laughs) Dick Cheney would have looked out the window and said, uh, first of all, why is it Dick Cheney? But anyway, I'd like to investigate the source of the snow. (laughs) Yeah, no, there would have been more. It it just none of it makes sense. No, okay. I'm going to tell you, here's my this to me encapsulates this whole movie in a nutshell, how poorly planned it was. How lack of attention to any type of detail was involved in any of them. There is a point where they page the International Space Station asking for space station asking for visual confirmation that the storm is breaking up over North America. And they look out the window and say, Yes. While it's focused on the boot of Italy. <laughs> and, and then say we're currently over Europe. You I don't care if you are in the space station. You you're can't over see. the boot of Italy. You are not visually confirming that it's breaking up over North America. You may be visually confirming that it's breaking up over Europe, and then that leads to believe that it might be breaking up over America. But you have been asked if this storm is breaking up over North America. And your graphics department centers the window that you're looking out on the boot of Italy and then doubles down with your script writer saying, we're currently stationed over Europe. <laughs> well, so you have yeah. twice. I can't even blame the graphics department for putting the wrong part of the earth in the window and not paying attention to the script. The well, graphics department showed the right thing in the window well for one thing probably what script. happened is the graphics department didn't know because remember, no no they followed the script a digital artists who probably didn't get the script who probably got no 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 they were still right they, they were they, they were came right and said we're currently over europe they in the script it literally does say that so they were right and followed the graphics department the got script? it right. I can't even blame the graphics department. Sure, but I'm just saying, I'm not going to blame them for anything because I'm sure they were just emailed, all right, your 30-second clip is going to be this. Oh, they got it right and by the accident. the person behind the computer was going, uh, okay, it doesn't make sense, but I'm well, getting a paycheck. It could have been better so if they not? had Australia in the window and they said we're over Europe visually <laughs> confirming it's breaking up over North America. Well, I'm going to just say that 100% this entire script sucks because... Again, overall, this script makes my head hurt every second. And I, when you suggested and told me that this was the film, I had forgotten about this film. I knew it sucked. I did not I remember. I did not I remember anything. I just remembered it sucked. So re rewatching this was torture because, yes, we've watched bad films. We have watched 2012. We've watched these disaster. 
But holy crap, when I'm watching this film, and there are points where this script is literally giving me headaches because I'm watching it again and I'm going, what? What? And now, again, it's like they took a kernel here and a kernel here. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Okay, yes, if, if enough. And, and they took a point that I will say is correct. If the ice caps melt enough, there's going to be enough that's going to turn the balance off and the circulation will stop. And guess what? You're going to have another ice age. But it's not going to be a sudden ice age that's going to be from three mega hurricanes only in the north. See? That are super blizzard hurricanes with tornadoes over here and a hurricane in a landlocked nation. Ah, well, don't forget you also had an ice storm. Rock. Your ice storm that started this whole... I'm like, I'm sorry, you're having ice that's dropping out of the sky that's the size of a briefcase. Well, uh... Okay. Here's, yeah. Here's the other thing that encapsulates this whole movie's stupidity, and, and, and in some ways, it's perfect and it's beautiful because the movie it brings people together. No, no, no. It's yeah. stupid. It's stupid and it's beautiful because best joke of the episode, best joke of the symptom. I'm gonna get to that later. But in the end, <laughs> if if I was writing a movie about climate change. With my sarcastic everybody has it wrong attitude, this might be the movie I gave you. Because not only do they get the Republicans wrong by a mile, by a mile, and show you the worst tropes of idiotic Republican climate change deniers. Now, there are people out there who really probably do believe and act as some of the Republican climate change deniers do in this that the economy at all costs more important than the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares if we die in, in 10 years? For those next 10 years, I'm going to be rolling in a Scrooge McDuck-like money pit. Yes, oil. At the same time, the movie, maybe on purpose, probably not, because I'm giving someone too much credit, fantastically makes the argument that the psychos on the far left about climate change make that if we don't do something today, in eight years, Australia is going to be underwater and the world world is going to be uninhabitable and millions and millions are going to die and we won't have any food. And it's I don't think that's that clever. It's Roland Emmerich. And but it's, it is doing that. This movie is a perfect microcosm of our nonsensical, stupid debate about climate change because no one is actually having the debate correctly republicans are sitting there going not happening not happening we don't have to do anything everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine and democrats are out there the far left i won't say democrats the, the crazy prog liberals are out there well then don't say the republicans okay you're right the crazy trumpian populists and the prog far left liberals are the, but the prog left liberals are out there basically saying, if we don't stop using oil and coal today, we're all going to die in 70 years. Yes, and let's and, and, kill and, everyone right. by not using oil and coal in today. In time, because everyone will die in 70 years, let's just bring that forward and make everyone die of hunger and energy shortage and freeze to death now. We're literally going through it now. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough energy. Even in countries that aren't at war, there's a question if they can heat themselves over, if not this winter, next winter is a real problem. Well, actually, most I think most of Europe's already turned and, down temperatures yeah. mandatory. It's the complete failure. It, if you need any more evidence that we are not ready to move away from carbon and move to renewals, and we're not even close, this has done it. Uncle Vlad turned off a little bit of the world's production. 
just what he controls, which is sizable. But Uncle Vlad turned that off, and all the wind farms and solar farms in the world can't replace, come close to replacing that, to the point that the Greens are turning back on the nuclear plants, Mm -hmm. which they should have done a long time ago and never stopped building because it is the zero carbon waste. This is becoming a quick rant, and by the way, (laughs) gas prices are lowering. For the moment. For the moment. Yes. But uh, that's, that has more to do with our position in the world and, and the fact that we're a net producer. It'll go back up but after North Korea launches their nukes, just like no, you said in grade. No, it'll go back up next summer when you don't have enough energy and they're trying to re, uh, re- resupply Europe's stocks. But at any rate, you're seeing it right now. And the Democrats are just like, we don't need to do anything else. We're just moving off of coal. And if we move off of coal, we'll magically figure out how to make wind and solar power work because the option for coal and gas isn't there. It's not about the film. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's absolutely about the film. It's absolutely about the film because the film is showing you this side of the, of the democratic equation. If we don't pay the piper now, and just stop using coal and oil and gas and care about the environment over everything, half the world's going to die. Literally, half the world is going to die if we don't do this. The, the, the movie Republicans are sitting there at the same time going, well, maybe I'll be one of those half that live. Well, I, again, it's, it's literally about the movie. And I slightly disagree with your portrayal there of some of them the arguments but again the issue more has to do with yes the movie is very heavily doing this this is again going hey 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 the world is destroying itself we have to fix it it's also again i'm it wasn't very subtle about hitting me in the head with that message or the immigrant message or any of the other messages it's trying to portray because there's a million messages again that it's portraying terribly yeah but there's one big one Oh, the climate one's the big one, which it's pushing the forward first and most, and then all the others are secondary. But yes, the climate one. Well, it's a very big, shallow pond. Can I tell why I like this movie? You just did. No, I want to hear this. Oh, for God's sakes, what now? So (laughs) I'm going to say that as bad as the science is, as bad as the politics is, if you shove that aside, I'm Scott Tennyson, and I love shoving crayons up my nose so I could breathe farts out of my mouth and enjoy mindless entertainment. And that's what this is. I like 2012. Roland Emmerich sucks. If you don't pay attention to the bad science and the bad politics and the bad writing or the you, bad movie, and you simply watch this as a survival adventure movie, it's paced well it enough sucks. that it doesn't drag. And it, and it builds drama, and it builds tension. It's got a good love story arc to it, and it uh, has... It does? Yeah. Another Thomas, one. Thomas, you're right. You're right, Thomas. Here's what's really happening, sickies. Everything he just said is bullcrap. The devil's advocate gland inside of Scott's no. brain kicked no. in. No, no, no. And it's Scott's gland that kicked in that said, you must like it because everyone else hates it. Ah, I'm get, no, Scott. I'm being very, very honest with you. Mark, you're I, going to hate me for this, but I'm going to actually have to agree with Scott in one aspect here. I'm not going to say the love story is good because that love story sucked. Well, you don't have the devil's advocate gland, Thomas. <laughs> but I will agree that at least if we're looking at the survival aspect and only the survival aspect, it is paced correctly and it is... I mean. A well-done survival. Yes. And look, if you're... 
look, if you're comparing the science, there's as much scientific realism in aliens as there is in this. Honestly. I mean, we all know that there's no xenomorphic alien and no species that... that I'm sorry. Wait, you're telling me acid blood yeah. wouldn't burn through a creature? Exactly. So it's... it's and, and no one has a problem with that movie because it's enjoyable and it's reasonably paced. This has a political message and some horrible science that we all know can't be real, passed off as real, yes. But it's an enjoyable survival movie. It is also... Uh, I, I'm going to disagree with enjoyable, but... It is... There is also a good arc. Dennis Quaid absolutely is showing you the arc of the redemptive father who feels that he wants a chance to do something over again, wants a chance to make up for a mistake, what he's willing to sacrifice to bring his son to safety, a way to try to make things work with his ex-wife, the mother of his child. And that is believable. And you want to root for that character. You like that character. You're on the side of that character. Uh, You see your son who is relatable and you see that side of it, you know, look, uh, uh, some of it's not believable, but these are relatable, likable characters I, I, across the board in a survival thing that you want to see them all live. I would okay, you want to see them all live, but I'm going to have to go back one step there because I'm going to have to argue with you on one point. Dennis Quaid's character is willing to die to not make it there because he's willing to then drag someone else with him. To quote unquote save his son, which as a scientist should already know that his son is dead because again that door should not have stopped the cold. Yeah, but father, father will always trump science. Um, to a degree, I would he, never believe that my daughter was dead until I saw it. But then he is willing to try to trek across this little blizzard that is cold enough to freeze everything. And we see it freezing everything again. Except when they're trying. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. No. But if he's going, fine. Go kill yourself. But he drags along someone else. And that person dies. That person chose to come along. He just didn't stop them. It's another thing about brotherhood and camaraderie and bonds between human beings and what you will face. Oh, I understand brotherhood and camaraderie to a huge degree. I get that. But there's another part of you where your brotherhood should be stopping him. You should be holding him back and saying, I'm sorry for your loss. Your son and everyone there is dead. Until we can get through safely, we can't do anything. You are about to kill yourself and make sure even if he survives, he's not going to have you in his life after he maybe survives. How about you do your job as a scientist, help us figure things out and what we're doing, and we can work together. But no, he has to make the dangerous trek there. Mr. Spock would agree with you. But, uh... Doc Kennison would not. No, I would not. I'm going to be honest with you. It wouldn't even have to be my child. I would go after, if my nephew was in that spot, I would go risk my life to go save my nephew or my niece. I I will. Period. I'm willing to lay down my life for quite a few things. I am. I'm going to take any chance there is. I'm willing to die for my moral, what I believe is morally right. And that doesn't just go with my family. It absolutely goes for my family, but I'm willing to die for ideas, and I'm willing to die for my morals, and my 
what I believe is right. I'm willing to die for those things. But I'm not willing to throw my life away. I might be a more logical person than you. And I'll ask it like this, man. You saw a grizzly bear attacking a nephew, a niece. Okay. Your own child. The grizzly bear is attacking. You can't. You're unarmed. Are you just going to get to safety while it eats? No. Or are you going to go knowing that you're going to die in that fight and the child is already dead? It's already swung and hit the child with its clawed hand. The child's down, unconscious, bleeding. Okay. Are you running away for your own safety? Well, uh, or are you going to go in and fight that grizzly bear? I think that's a different, though. I think it's the same thing. No. Be- and it's one of the, be- to me, it's one of the beautiful things about humanity. One of the few beautiful things about humanity is that we are at times willing oh, no, to we- go embrace certain death for the one no, no. in a million chance that we can save someone we love. No, wh- what, what you're speaking of is the continuation of our species through the de- destruction of oneself. Yes. And this is the, you are right, it's a marvelous function of humanity because humanity is the only species that does this type of stuff where we consciously decide that our death is worth something to survive keep the species alive yes we will willingly die and lay down our lives for the species to continue or our ideals to continue yes i get that but i think you take it one step further when you can say that there is literally a .002% chance that I can jump into this lava flow, swim out there, and save my child without both of us dying, and I'm going to do it anyway. Because there's a chance that I can still save my child, and I'm going to do it. No, I I, right there, I think he hit something, though. There is a... If you're talking about the grizzly, absolutely, I run over there. If you're talking about my kid is stupid enough that I lost track of them and they fell into a lava flow... There is nothing I can do. But I can... Eh, maybe they're not in the lava flow. They're on a rock in the center of the lava flow, and it's quickly eroding. Okay. There's a lot of things I can do other than jumping in and killing myself. I might be able to jump... No, it's going to be gone in 30 seconds. I might be able to jump... You know, I used an extreme example, man, but... Well, no, I'm telling you that's the point, though. You used an extreme example for an extreme example. If this was, again, a regular snowstorm or something like that, I could go, okay, fine, go after him. I get it. But if we're talking about a snowstorm that is so cold that it is freezing helicopters in mid-flight... I don't care, A, there shouldn't be any survivors in New York. I don't care. No, but there, there is no... I'm sorry, that wooden door isn't protecting them. Glass is definitely not protecting anyone. And for another thing, it's a surprising how fast those helicopters made it to New York when, again, they couldn't be flying. But well, okay, we'll move on from that. I'm but I'm just saying that doesn't make sense. When they go risk their life knowing that they're probably going to die by going out to get the medication. Well, it's I, a beautiful thing to me. You ask me why I like this movie. It's about it's it about humanity. Some of the oh, better aspects of human nature, and I think it you don't often get to talk about the good, especially me. The good okay. in humanity. I don't usually bring I, that up. I get it, and I see where you're coming from. It just I'm don't don't hit me for this, but I feel like this is another spacewalk comment because again, this is it's bringing people together it's showing the butter side of humanity i stand by my armageddon comment i know you do asteroid brought out the best in humanity for one shining moment 
And as soon as that imminent destruction and we're all going to die was over, we went back to being the pieces of garbage that we are. I'm just going but to I say... I stand by that, and I, yes, this is a whole nother Armageddon Scott's deepening okay. the beauty of humanity. I'm glad you accept it and you're right. I'm just going to mention one thing and but probably... But also the truth of why I like both movies. I'm going to destroy you because I'm going to say this. This movie is a very much, you will admit, never going to happen how it's shown in the movie. Of course not. Most movies aren't. Okay. As long as you agree that World War III would have been happening. It's garbage science. It's garbage social science. It's garbage sociology. It's a garbage explanation in most points of human society, but it shows you what human individuals, (laughs) and I do think it does a good job of showing you the capacity for kindness and self-sacrifice. That exists among individuals in our race. Okay. Well, an interesting Armageddon-like, like again, I will give you at least the survival aspect was good, but I cannot see that personally. Now again, the sickies might be able to see it, so I don't know. What we learned about Scott today, everyone, (laughs) is that all you have to do is show the good side of humanity and at least 10 minutes of some plot beats, and he'll call your barf decent. Yes, I've said that over and over again. A movie can be terrible, but if it has characters that I like, care about, become vested in, and generally want to see Survivor win, it's at least an average film. So, and even when the characters are... He didn't say good. Even when the characters are boring, flat, and have only one point to exist, if they're doing it the way Scott wants, it's good. To me? For some reason, this doesn't work for a film like um, Progeny, but, you know, whatever. So, anyway. What? (laughs) So, anyway. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, I said, I don't know why you can't cast that. It's about people and the best of humanity and what happened then for all the movies we review, but... <laughs> Where does that come into play in Progeny? <laughs> it's a movie so, so disgusting about the dark side of humanity that none of us finished watching it or reviewing it. Uh, Actually, it why did a, you... It was about an alien, Stop. Scott. Stop. Was an why did you bring this up? We agreed never to bring this up. Scott. Why are you bringing this up? It was an I'm alien, but every movie me. that is about an alien, the alien oh. is a representation of some aspect of human society. Oh. Humanity was fine, so I guess you're shimping good about it. Oh. No. Oh, all right. So Circular reasoning. Okay. Exception there. Also, uh, uh, so- Rock, please clip that. that- <laughs> Rage Master was defending Progeny and saying how good it oh, was. Oh, he wasn't defending Progeny. He was just trying to wonder why the exception. But anyway. Uh, he's nowhere so, near as bad as Progeny. Wait, I think we broke Lord, uh, Rage Master here because he, or not, I'm not Lord. We broke Rage Master because he's now talking in third person. <laughs> no, he's just he made his anger known and he's just bored with the movie now and bored with you. So... And he knows that at the end of the day, well, you- Scott can say whatever he wants, but his combination of devil's advocacy and trying to stay on the middle ground causes him to like this movie. Well, this is none of those things. I simply watched the movie and didn't hate it. Innate. I don't love it's it. Innate. I didn't hate it. 
Now that's naturally my re- should I lie and are. tell you I hated this movie? Now again, Mark, yes. you did kind of <laughs> you kind of gave away your score quite early here. So there we go, zero. I'm done. How many? How many? Uh, how many frozen turds do we give this? I gave it zero. And uh, by the way, another reason I hate it: it's long. It's too long for a film that about this. It's much too long. I. I was literally pressing skip the whole way through. Okay. I was watching it at 10 second intervals. That was your choice. Oh, no, it was. It was. It's how I got through it. Okay. So a two hour something movie was actually an hour and a half, which is really what it should have been. I'm but going. Roland Emmerich, is, El Roland Emmerich is an egomaniac who thinks everything he makes has to be stretched out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say. That I'm going to give it a two. Nah. Ooh, that's pretty generous. 1.5. Ah, there we go. That's more like it. No, two. I'm going back to two. I'm going to say two because I didn't enjoy it. I did not. It's a long film. Lots of it. The science just is terrible. The story pacing is, again, not... You were right, Scott, that the story kind of makes some sense. That, yes, it the pacing is decent. It works okay. It's not the worst possible thing ever. I'm not upset with that. Love Story sucks. I did not... I mean, out of all the cast of characters there, really the only one I care about is Dennis Quaid. Everyone else I don't really care about because mostly everyone else there is forgettable or also terrible that I just didn't like. Um, the issues are many. But I cannot say this is the worst film. I cannot give it... It's not as bad as 2012. No, it's not. It's 2012 I put in the negatives. Right. And I didn't... I do do remember you put a negative there. Um, that's why I'm, I I can't go that low because at least there was like something there and some redeeming facts. And yes, it, I do not like getting hit in the head with the messaging. I don't. And this thing hits you hard in the head every time. It brings it even further down because otherwise I might just give it a four or even a three. It's like, eh, it's okay. But just getting beat down again and again and again. It, it's not good. But, and honestly, I will probably forget about this film again and just remember that it kind of sucked and I'm not going to want to watch it again. But I can't say it is an absolute trash. It's not a dumpster fire. There's something there. So, two. Well, um, it's a movie. <laughs> uh, it's paced well. It's and it, it is an enjoyable action survival film that ramps up the tension. There is a good human interest story. There is an examination of the motivation of parents. There is an example of the motivation of people in actions that they will take detrimental to their own survival, possibly guaranteeing that they won't survive for those that they love. Uh, it is a movie that at times shows what we can be at our best, and very few films explore that and show you that. It's also a movie with some really horrible science. It's a movie that doesn't understand climate science, climate change, politics, sociology, philosophy, or, or any of it. 
Um, I mean, doesn't even understand basic religion. We've got an atheist who wants to defend Nietzsche as one of the most influential thinkers of the Western world who's clinging to a Gutenberg Bible as the one book he's going to um, take with him to preserve oh. Western civilization. Wow, I totally forgot about that. Wow, you're right. <laughs> oh, we, um, we didn't even get to the book discussion. You're right, yeah. Oh, wow. But... He's also acting like these are the last copies of these books to ever exist in the world if this library goes down and they're burned. But, um... All of that said, look, the climate message is terrible. Uh, I tune out this bad science and bad climate message the same way I tune out every single article basically written about climate change from either side today because both sides take an idiotic route to solving it that offer nothing. Um... But that said, I honestly can't tell you I didn't enjoy watching this film. I honestly can't tell you I wouldn't watch it again if it came on. And I'm going to give it six frozen turds out of ten. Well, again, each their own, so... I can't tell you you are wrong in your opinion. No, but... I will say this. At least when I like a frozen turd, I call it one. Hey, listen. I don't think it's a frozen turd, so I wouldn't have even rated it a frozen turd. And if I wanted to dismiss movies and franchises because of bad science, I wouldn't have watched past the first 15 minutes of A New Hope. Oh! You, uh... uh, Well, then tell you what, Scott, I'll help you out. All movies suck, and everything sucks. There we go. Oh, but it's simultaneously good. But I was the one who gave it a six! (laughs) How am I the one that says everything sucks? Well, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be in the middle so that you can't call me out. I'm Rock saying you up, real big fish. Everything sucks. <laughs> I'm saying everything sucks. All Star Wars sucks. It's also all very good, but it also sucks. You know, I, I. No, I'm just saying you can't judge the merits of a film solely on the merits of its science. Hey, hey, hey! Give, give Rage a break. He just judges them purely on the director. <laughs> yep, I'm that shallow. I'm sorry, right. but with I that, couldn't with leave that, that one. Mind, with that in mind, sickies, uh, just disregard everything I think. And, uh, <laughs> and go with the enlightened mind of Scott. Oh, what about Thomas? <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry, I stand in the middle and I I am forgettable. I'm the middle man. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. the podcast together. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's the movie. It's simultaneously amazing and bad. I don't know. It's a movie. possible to one person it's good and to another person it's terrible? That's what it is. So, anyway, I'm... Many truths we cling to from our own certain point of view. (laughs) Scott, you win. Everything sucks. And it's simultaneously (laughs) good. Happy, I'm bored. I've rated it, I'm done. Okay? Well, sickies, we found out if it's a big-budget film that puts up a pretension of relationships, Scott loves it, or at least gives a moderately good film rating, and Rage hates it because it's a long, boring sludge drive with shallowness. Um, And Thomas is somewhere in the middle between it. So, balance has been achieved and all is well. Uh, But if you want to find out from just one person 
what you should be watching. You should check out Ruck's new show forthcoming next month, Why You Should. You can check out that and updates about that on our Discord server. You can also check out all the other shows, such as Zodiac Task Force. And you can leave comments about this film at... www.savethefartingcows.com No. Ravinglunaticmedia.com 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 Ragemaster. What's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. Sucks, yeah, I know, everything sucks, and this is gonna be the last time you hear me complain. <laughs> <laughs>